0: What's going on guys? Real quick, before we get to the show, I'm really excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee, can't make any claims, but this CBD-enriched coffee has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, decreased anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural. It's not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2018, BSN2018 at checkout, and get it shipped right to your door.
1: Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go.
0: Joined by a special guest Mason Plumwell. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in LA. <laughs> Coaches will get testy <laughs> with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. Though, <laughs> Welcome into a brand new edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off any $50 purchase or more on their website and app. The only caveat is you got to use promo code BSN10 to activate that offer. So again, use promo code BSN10 on the Total Beverage website and app for $10 off an order of $50 or more for all your holiday parties and have delivered right to your door. I just used this service the other weekend, guys. It's flawless, super convenient, super easy. You get the liquor delivered right to your apartment, right to your house, no questions asked. I mean, what's better than that? So make sure you check those guys out at Total Beverage. Welcome into the show, late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Most of you guys will be listening to this on Wednesday, but technically this is going to be our Tuesday show. We got another win to discuss, and this was a memorable one too. The Nuggets win big, they win huge, over the Lakers Tuesday night at Pepsi Center, one seventeen is a lot to take away from this game, a lot. And I know you guys got questions, but it's late. I'm going to keep the show straight to the point, and I'll get to your questions later on Wednesday when we record a brand new show, dedicate a whole show to them. But uh, like I said, there's a lot to take away from this evening, and uh, where I want to start actually here is with the defense. It's been a theme all season. It's been something we've been tracking, something we've been talking, we've been lamenting on every single podcast, and yet here we are. 21 games into the season, the Nuggets just held their 10th opponent of the year under 100 points. They've now held 10 teams under 100 points. No other team in the league has done that. No other team has held 10 opponents this season to under 100 points. The Nuggets lead the league in that category. They held the Lakers, who came into tonight with the 12th best offense in the league, a borderline top 10 offense, just percentage points, not even a full point per 100 possessions outside of the top 10 in offense, to 85 points on less than 40% shooting from the field, on five of 35 shooting from three. Sure, the Lakers missed some open shots, and I can drill down on NBA.com and see just how many wide open shots they missed. But that shouldn't take away anything from this Nuggets defense tonight, because what we saw... Tuesday evening was the same thing we've been seeing all year, for the most part, you know? The multiple efforts on defense. Everybody on the floor buying in. Nikola Jokic took a freaking charge. It's his second one of the year. Monte Morris, all 175 pounds of him, he's one of the 10 lightest players in the league, gets a layup on one of the floor, sprints back on defense, comes over from the other side of the paint, probably about 10, 15 feet away, sprints over from his help side position and plants himself right in front of Brandon Ingram, takes a charge right to the chest on the next Laker possession. Malik Beasley, who came into this league as a scorer, struggled a bit to accept a role on this team as a defender, which is what he's had to do to get on the floor over the past couple of seasons, and particularly this season. He's out there diving for loose balls. He's out there scrapping for balls everywhere. He's throwing his body around. This guy plays 36 minutes tonight. He records two steals, and what Michael Malone has preached to Malik Beasley throughout the last couple years is your offense will come if you buy in on the defensive end of the floor. Sure enough, he has another great defensive game tonight. Scores a career-high 20 points. At the middle of it, we know who's there. Paul Millsap, 11 rebounds, two blocks from him, a steal. He had it going on the offensive end of the floor, too, and that's just gravy for this Nuggets team if they're playing defense the way they were tonight and the way they have been over this past stretch. He's their defensive captain. He's leading this defensive turnaround. But he's not doing it himself. What I'm trying to say is everybody on this roster has bought in so far this season, and uh, they continue to buy in. Holding the Lakers 85 points is certainly impressive. LeBron James, this is now the fourth time that LeBron the Lakers have faced Nuggets this season. They faced them twice in the preseason. They faced them earlier this year in LA where Denver fell, where the, the Nuggets had their first loss of the season. LeBron's the type of guy who picks apart defenses the more times he sees them. The more times he goes against a set defense like the Nuggets, you can see the wheels turning in his head. He's seen this play before. He's seen this guy defend him. He's seen this way the Nuggets might cover a pick and roll. Typically, LeBron, as one of the smartest players in the history of the league, will figure out a defense like the Nuggets the third time he plays a team, the fourth time he plays a team. He was a non-factor tonight. I mean, 30 minutes, 5 of 15 from the field, 14.7 rebounds, only 2 assists. He was a minus 23, a team-worst minus 23. This was an enormous effort for the Nuggets tonight. I know the Lakers have struggled, but they've been playing better basketball as of late. And the Nuggets jumped back up into the top three in defensive rating following tonight. They were fifth coming into the game. They are now third giving up 103.2 points per 100 possessions, 0.8 points per 100 possessions behind Oklahoma City for the top spot in the league, for the top defense in the league. Year over year, it's been an unprecedented turnaround in Denver. The Nuggets are giving up 6.5 points per 100 possessions less than a season ago. It's unbelievable to think that a team that returned 78% of its minutes from last season has been able to just flip the switch on the defensive end of the floor. And I'm sold. 21 games in, I'm sold. I'm not sure if the Nuggets will finish as the third-ranked defense in the league, but they're legit. They are a legitimate defensive team. And there will be times this season when they might give up 115, 120 points. They'll have some relapses into how they've played defense over the past couple of years. We'll see that team occasionally. But I think the Nuggets have established enough of a foundation now, enough of a sample size, enough of a blueprint through 21 games to know that if they do have those relapses, they'll be able to fall back on this. They'll be able to think back to what they were through 21 games and say, okay, we can get back to that. We're not this team that gives up 120 and just plays this OLA defense up and down the floor night after night. We're not that team anymore. You know, we're the team that held 10 of our first 21 opponents under 100 points. We're that team. And so I'm buying this Nuggets defense now. I'm buying this Nuggets defense as a top 15 unit for sure, potentially a top 10 one. And look, Paul Millsap said at training camp, and we all laughed, that his personal goal was to make this Nuggets defense a top five defense. That seemed like blasphemy at the time. It seemed like there was no way this Nuggets team, who, like I said, returned 78% of its minutes from last year, returned four out of its five starters, and Will Barton, who led the Nuggets in minutes a year ago as their sixth man, that they were going to become a top five defense and just lead this unprecedented turnaround. But Paul Millsap said tonight, we're a defensive team. We came into this year with a goal and we're not going to stop until we reach that goal. That certainly seems like it's the case. I think Paul Millsap deserves a lot of credit. A lot of people on this roster deserve credit. Some of them I just named, from Monte Morris to Nikola Jokic, who looks quicker this year, to a guy like Mason Plumlee, who has been an unsung hero for this team, and someone who Nikola Jokic called the most underrated player in the league Tuesday morning, to guys like Gary Harris, who looks like an improved defender this year. But a lot of credit's going to go to Michael Malone, and... Very deservingly so, because if you guys remember last year at Michael Malone's exit interview, he had to answer questions about if he was coming back this season. He had to answer that publicly. Denver gives him a contract extension before this season begins, and he's delivered. He has flat out delivered. He had a great quote tonight. Well, he had a couple great quotes. One I'll play for you in a second, but. His first one was, let's be honest, our first three years, he said, to be in the bottom five in defense every year, for me, it's embarrassing. When you're known as a defensive coach and three years running, you're a bottom five. I have pride. We all have pride. That was really bothering me. It bothered our staff. It bothered our players. So what are you going to do about it? I think what the Nuggets have done over the first 21 games speaks for itself. And Michael Malone should be a leader in the clubhouse for coach of the year right now at the quarter pole of the regular season. You look at what he's done with this defense, and look, you give the players a lot of credit. They deserve a ton of credit, but a lot of this falls back to Michael Malone being on ground zero every day on that practice court, preaching to these guys about defense and getting them to buy in. He deserves a ton of credit as well, and look, through 21 games, I mean, the Nuggets are 14-7, and 7. They have the third best defense in the league. They have the best point differential in the Western Conference. They have the third best point differential in the league. Nearly the second best point differential in the league behind uh, Milwaukee and Toronto right now. But Michael Malone with the Nuggets at 14-7 and should be the leader in the clubhouse for coach of the year. There are some other contenders too. Doc Rivers has done a good job with the Clippers at 13-6. and Right now, they're a half game above Denver. Nick Nurse has done a good job with a really good roster in Toronto. Roster that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and traded Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan. Mike Budenholzer, he's done a really good job in Milwaukee so far. 14-6, and six, pretty much the same record as Denver. One less loss than Denver. He's got an MVP candidate in Giannis Antetokounmpo and he a really good roster there too. Mike Malone has done just as good of a job, just as impressive of a job as those guys. Before we move on, and there's a big point I want to make about another comment Michael Malone had that you've probably heard by now, but I think it speaks volumes, and I think he's trying to send a message to his players and the rest of the league. I'll speak about that in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about an old friend of the podcast, In We Go. You probably already know by now that In We Go is Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 a month with no additional costs or fees. Yeah, no additional fees, literally hundreds of events for $39 a month in Denver, around Colorado. You want to go to C versus CSU on Saturday in Boulder, In We Go can get you in there. You want to go to Gucci, Mane? Boogie T, an avalanche game over the next couple weeks in uh, November, in December, in January. InWigo can get you in there. If it's a going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWigo can get you in. Here's where it gets really good, though. We've partnered with InWigo to give BSN listeners a great deal. So here's what you got to do. Go to inwegocom backslash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe And you're going to get 50% off your first month. So all those events I mentioned, hundreds more beer tastings, food festivals. Guys, I can't stress how awesome Inwego is. All those events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and you're going to fall in love with it. So again, go to Inwego.com backslash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. All right, as we move along here on the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Total Beverage. I want to play for you a bit of audio from Michael Malone's post-game press conference, which I'm sure you might have seen on Twitter, on ESPN, on Bleacher Report. Somebody was telling me as I was leaving the arena that that quote was leading SportsCenter. It's an all-timer for Michael Malone. Here's what he had to say after the game when asked... By Denver Post columnist Mark Kisla, if maybe his team converted a few of the Laker fans dressed in purple and gold tonight, that flooded Pepsi Center Tuesday night, that have flooded Pepsi Center for these Laker games over the past couple of years. Here's what he had to say.
2: We don't want any converse. <laughs> we don't want any converse. You're either with us or you're against us. Uh, and we understand when we play these great... LeBron is arguably the best player ever, and uh, when he comes to town, and the Lakers, you know, their fans carry, but uh, as long as their fans go home disappointed, that's all I care about, so the Warrior fans can come in here, the Celtic fans can come in here, Laker fans can come in here, but take that L on the way out.
0: (laughs) So that was a jubilant Michael Malone after the Nuggets' fourth straight win. There's a lot of takeaways I've got from this quote, and none of them are that Like, oh, this is just a really funny quote. This is Mike Malone being funny. I don't think it's that. He's had viral moments like this before. Last year after Nikola Jokic's record triple double in Milwaukee, he said Jokic's greatness reminds him of LeBron James's greatness. That got some play nationally. Then I think six days later, he said Nikola Jokic should be in the MVP discussion. A couple days ago, he told me to Take that stat that the Nuggets were the only team in the league to hand out at least 20 assists every game and turn the ball over less than 20 times every game in my metaphorical pipe and smoke it. He's had a lot of these over the past couple of years, and it's a great part about covering Michael Malone. You know after a win, he's going to bring the fire. But I think there's a little more to what he had to say tonight. And what I'm getting at is it kind of reminds me of Jamal Murray's 48-point game. Remember how he was going for 50? And remember how much he angered that Celtics locker room? Kyrie Irving tossed that ball in the stands because he didn't think Murray deserved it after shooting the ball for 50 at the end of the game. Jalen Brown, he was pissed off. Marcus Morris hinted that if he was on the floor, he would have confronted and maybe fought Jamal Murray after something like that. Anyway, that whole incident was so silly. The Celtics blew it way out of proportion. But I think what Jamal Murray did that night and what Michael Malone said with his comments here Tuesday night with those remarks about all these Lakers fans can come in here, these Warriors fans can come in here, these Celtics fans can come in here, they can cheer, but they're going to take that L. He's saying that The Nuggets want some damn respect, and right now, the Nuggets are kind of becoming the Western Conference's disruptor, kind of this irritant who's looking to shake up a conference that I wrote in my column here Tuesday night, has enjoyed law and order in the past. Golden State and Houston have lived at the top. San Antonio, Utah, Oklahoma City, Portland, all these teams have been mainstays. And this year it's wide open, maybe after Golden State. And the Nuggets are realizing they're legitimate. And they're becoming a nuisance to a lot of these elitist NBA teams, from the Warriors to the Celtics and now to the Lakers, who they already beat this year. The Nuggets are the new kid on the block. They're looking to disrupt the rest of the Western Conference. They want some recognition. They want to be talked about as a legitimate team. And that's what I think Jamal Murray's shot was at the end of that Celtics game going back to earlier this month. It was kind of sending a message that the Nuggets are this Western Conference disruptor. They're an irritant. and They want to be considered legitimate. So Jamal Murray was saying, hey, we're here. and We don't really care what you think about us. And we're going to gun for 50 points. We're going to showboat because we're good enough to. And it's along the lines of what Malone was saying here on Tuesday night that, yeah, you can cheer for whatever teams you want, but we're a legitimate player. And maybe get in while you can, you know, got to take a break real quick. Be right back on the BSN Nuggets podcast.
2: Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer. And we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the Bar Page, where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to BSNBars.com, and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser, and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars there are over 20 bars there you're sure to find one close to you it's bsnbars.com find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house thanks for listening to the BSN Denver podcast network
0: welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Total Beverage Harrison Wind here I'm sure you've realized by now solo show today hope to have Christian Clark back alongside me on Wednesday show I'll close by saying this I know I just went on a pretty long rant about what I felt like Michael Malone's comments alluded to tonight and what Jamal Murray's shot against the Celtics kind of represented. Look, it's still really early. It's still 21 games in. A lot can happen. There's going to be more injuries, even though the Nuggets are combating a long-term injury to Will Barton and uh, a little injury here to Gary Harris, and it's not slowing them down any bit over these last two games. There's going to be more injuries. There's going to be the dog days in January and February that the Nuggets are going to have to navigate through. There's a tough road trip coming up that starts in Portland on Friday that's going to be a big test for this team. But I think they're in a good position to weather a lot of storms because of their defense, right? Last year, they had to win games with their offense. They knew they weren't going to be able to do it on the defensive end. They just had to outscore teams. They had to put 120, 130 points up on the board to win these games. Now, even if their offense isn't clicking, they can rely on that defense. And that's so valuable for this team. That's going to be so valuable for this team. That's why I think Denver can probably weather a lot of storms that are going to be coming their way over the next few weeks, over the next few months. If it wasn't for the defense, I wouldn't be as confident in that. But there's still a long way to go. There's still hills to climb. There's still obstacles Denver will have to overcome. There's probably going to be some crazy thing nobody thinks is going to happen that happens. It's just how the NBA works. There's going to be twists and turns. Who knows what's coming around the corner? Who knows what star player is going to be on the block next? And it's crazy because I still don't think the Nuggets have come close to reaching their ceiling, as crazy as that might sound. I mean, they're sixth in offense, we know that, but while their offense has looked better, I really do believe, over the last five, six, seven games, it's not clicking on all cylinders still. Nuggets are still the 24th best three-point shooting team, right? They're hitting 34.1% of their threes. That number's been coming up gradually over the last couple weeks. It's still not where I think it will be. It's still not where it will be when Will Barton gets back when Gary Harris finds his rhythm, when Jamal Murray finds his stroke from three-point range, which I think he will. That number will climb up even more, and then Denver will be really dangerous. <laughs> and I, I truly believe that. I don't think they're close to scratching their surface. But they're certainly trending upward, and I even go back to when they lost six of seven games, really to everybody but Brooklyn, when they lost to Houston and New Orleans and Milwaukee. I felt like they were still trending upward then. Those were good teams. The Nuggets were playing what I like to say was three and a half quarters of good basketball. They were just faltering late in the fourth. Now, they probably still have some growing pains to go through at the end of fourth quarters. But overall, I believe they were trending upward even during that stretch. Obviously, they're trending upward now. That's all the time I got for tonight, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, head on over to iTunes. Appreciate a five-star review right now. Huge shout-out to you guys who have done that over the last couple weeks. I really appreciate it. And with that, I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Talk with you guys then.
1: What if we told you that whiskey and vodka weren't just for drinking? It's true. Jason and Erica, owners of Distilled Bath & Body, created Pit Liquor. You heard me right, Pit Liquor. It's an all-natural deodorant that actually works. Ramona found Pit Liquor online and now says she's a customer of theirs for life. Pit Liquor is wonderful. They saved my underarm, no more sweaty, itching underarms for me, so I definitely love them and will be a customer as long as it keeps the smells away pit liquor has no harmful chemicals or toxins and doesn't have any ingredients you wouldn't find in grandma's kitchen i came across pit liquor online on instagram i saw an ad advertising no baking soda used in their product so the difference between pit liquor and other natural deodorants is I do not stink. I tried several, several different brands, and either I end up with an itchy rash, or it doesn't last. But Pit Liquor for me lasts all day. Pit Lakers risk-free guarantee should put your mind at ease. Head to PitLicker.com and use the promo code Number One Fan to save 11 percent and have it shipped straight to your home. That's hashtag One Fan.